When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, I'm Jenny. Welcome to Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. So Joanna had surgery this week and she's doing quite well, very well, in fact. Joanna sent Jordi and I some fun post-op videos. <laughs> and she was so funny and she didn't even realize she sent those. So, so, so Joanna is so gifted because she could still find a way to do an entire stand-up act under the effects of anesthesia uh <laughs> so she's doing great we love you joanna uh in the meantime we have a very special co-host today my dear friend curly velasquez curly is an actor and producer who you may know from the hit series vida and his work on pero like hey curly isn't that so weird? Like, since we were, like, in Better Like in the beginning together, you knew me as a receptionist. I knew you as an intern. It Doesn't it sound so weird, like, to say, like, the hit series Vida, like, Better Like, we were, it's, like, kind of, like, meta, you know? It's so weird how much has happened in just six years. I know. It's so weird. But I'm also very thankful, and I'm also like, what else you got up there, Lord? What else you got waiting for me, Lord? Um, I saw this cool thing on TikTok the other day um, that said that you should go out into the universe and ask the great spirit, like, um, show me how it gets better. So I literally, like, every morning, I'm like, show me how it gets better. I'm ready to get ready. I see it going teeth clenched. Mm. Oh, God, tell me how it gets better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. That was literally me this morning. And it got better. Like, I was like, I'm going to have a good day. I'm going to have a good day. I'm going to have a good day. And it's been a fantastic day so far. So it works. <laughs> well, no, it looks like you had to add some drama into your prayer, which ties in beautifully with today's episode, which is about family drama. And now I'm thinking about the Mary J. Blige song. <laughs> Why? No more drama in my life. So what do we mean when we say family drama? So let's talk about some good examples from our own lives. Let's start with you, Curly. Look, I always think that there is this weird thing that sometimes we are not sure what is authentically Latino or Latinx or however you want to identify. Um, and I feel like drama is like one of those things that people are like, oh yeah, that's us. It's authentic. Like people just relate to the drama so hard mm. because I think that like sometimes it's almost, it's almost um, muy exagerado sometimes. Like we just like over-exaggerate for like one little thing that doesn't even matter. Like in my family, we're pretty chill. Like we're dramatic in some, we're kind of dramatic in some instances. And sometimes like, um, you know, my mom does that thing where when you're talking to her, she starts to like get really like tired in the face and she like fights the tears and she doesn't want to cry. And, you know, <sighs> everyone's crying and, and there's a lot of yelling and all that stuff. Um, but the one thing that I always uh, think about is other people's families. Like I was always the friend that would go over. Oh, that's my, I have a pit bull. Um, a very speaking of dramatic. Speaking of dramatic and speaking of authentic <laughs> to the community. Um, but I have this amazing memory of like going to 
Um, it's so funny because I, I literally was like, I'm going to tell the story because I'm not really in contact with anybody else who was there. But I literally <laughs> just started talking to another person, another friend who was there that day that this happened. Um, so if they hate me for the story, they might hate me, but whatever. It's amazing. Um, I went to this funeral and it was the, sadly, it was the death of, of a friend, of a friend's dad. And we watched my friend and the children one by one. They went up to the casket. They kissed the rose, they threw it, they lowered the casket into the ground, they threw the roses after the casket, and one by one, each child picked up a little bit of soil and threw it in over the casket. And then oh the other family showed up. Like the other kids showed up, The and the other woman showed up that nobody knew about, right? So they showed up, and it's like, and everyone's just looking at this other family and the mom, we call this, we call them the mom, the mom of, we'll call them family number one. Um, the mom of family number one um, was like, not my husband. And she said, Sakano, Sakano dai, and raise him up. And she was yelling at the funeral people and they had to take off the soil <laughs> off what? of this man. And they had to bring his ass back up out of the ground and basically because she didn't want family number two to know where this where he was being buried i thought it was brilliant i'm just sitting there like i'm like oh my god i'm so excited to be sitting here front row this is amazing like it's literally like i understand that this is somebody's life but it was also in that moment the best thing to witness that in real life right out of a novella dude because honestly it has so many elements of like drama it has pettiness mm. I love pettiness. It's so delicious. Like, forget revenge. Forget re- no revenge is so 1994. Pettiness. Does that happen with like white folk in America? Like, do they are they that dramatic? What do they do? I've heard many tales. It, I mean, I feel like there's claro, there's drama everywhere. Um, but I do think that of all communities, Latinos tend to be the most prideful when it comes to their drama. <laughs> We, we like claim that shit like, oh, yes, this is what we are about. We'll, we'll obviously be covering different areas in which we feel drama stems from the most when it comes to our families and our culture. But I think one of them is definitely this one upping this co- like this competitiveness that we're like born with. And it's wild to me because that's that's how I grew up before we started recording I was like I don't have a lot of family drama like all of my stuff was just kind of like blah um you know my mom would maybe cry uh because we weren't helping her clean the house one day and then she turned that into a whole thing but I actually dealt with the most drama in school Because I was the poor kid in a private school. I know that makes no goddamn sense. Like, I definitely didn't go to, like, one of those super richy rich private schools. But I went to school with kids who were actually extremely wealthy. Their parents owned businesses. Some of them, you know, ran some drug stuff. You know, hashtag Miami. So I went to these small private schools that had a very small student body. And a majority of the girls in my grade were extremely competitive. Their parents had all this money and they were in tap, ballet, jazz, piano, clown school. I don't, they were learning to fly jet planes at five. I don't know. They, these kids had all this money. And, and, you know, so they thought they were all like tiny little Hannah Montanas in the making. They thought they were like the next 
Disney Channel stars. And so I'll never forget, I always tell this story because to me, it's fucking wild how early the bullshit starts. Especially so wild. With, especially with Latina competitiveness and it's an, and, and, and jealousy, right? Again, this small private school that I went to was very heavily involved in the performing arts. And from a very young age, you, you were required to go to drama competition. I was five years old, okay? That's how we, it started in kindergarten, okay? And we had to learn our little monologues and go to this place and compete and you know, you win little ribbons, first, second or third place. And I remember I won a second and third place ribbon. And this one girl who, by the way, never changed. She stayed envious and competitive her whole freaking life. I went, you know, I went to school with her my whole life. But she, she was actually, I think, only four still, four years old. And my mom was driving both of us back home after the competition. And I was so happy. I had my little ribbons and they were in between the both of us in the backseat of my mom's minivan. And I remember it was dark and I'm not going to say this girl's name. <laughs> she like extended her body over mine and like she was doing something really weird. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, nothing. And so then later during the car ride, I noticed that my ribbons are missing. Actually, no, my second place ribbon is missing. The third place ribbon is still there. Oh, well, yeah. Who wants a third place ribbon? So I'm like, not even exactly. a thief. Exactly. So I'm like, not even a thief. <laughs> So, you know, ella se hace, like, la, la, la bien estúpida, like, ay, where is it? I don't know. Why I can't find it? Fast forward weeks later, I'm helping my mom take groceries out of the goddamn, you know, trunk. And I find that the reason why she extended her body over mine is because she was hiding my second place ribbon in the seatbelt slot on my side. That's where I found it. I found a little corner of the ribbon and I took my chubby five-year-old fingers and I pulled it out. And I was like, no me diga. <laughs> like, this is a four-year-old Cuban girl who already was feeling these feelings of envy and and just, mm, and I'm competitive. And she, she won and I didn't. And I'm going to hide her second place ribbon. That's how early this bullshit starts. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Yo. I think that it starts like at home, right? Because I think about like my family. My family came over from El Salvador. They came over. They didn't have anything. They came to LA. They all set. They all lived in the same apartment, like twenty-five people in the same apartment in Hollywood. And then the first one bought their house, and then the second one bought a house, and the third one bought a house, and so it became like um. Who has the bigger house? Where's the house mm -hmm, at? Oh, mm -hmm. I have who has the prettier house. And you know, like, mm -hmm. um, whose kids are more behaved? Like, my oh, especially the one upping of the kids and their accomplishments and what schools they go to and who they marry. Look, I remember when my mom was like, oh, um, you know, tu primo se acaba de graduar. Like, he just graduated from college. Like, you don't think that you want to go back to college? Mm. And I was like, mom, like, because I used to make dresses at the time. I'm like, mm -hmm. um, this celebrity just wore my dress. And she's like, yes, but how much money do you did you do have in your bank? Like, how much money have you made? And it's like, um, she's like, you know, 
and go back to college. And I know that it's because, you know, people talk about their kids, they get competitive in so many different ways. And there's a lot of like drama that goes into that. I also, um, I almost left the current company that I work in to go to another company. And um, this is- I know what you're talking about. Maybe it's like a little bit of two behind of the scenes, but I, you know, when I started at BuzzFeed, I start, I, the person that I worked with, I started in La Cocina and, you know, I used to like be the receptionist, yeah. but I spent most of my time in the kitchen and I would clean the kitchen and I would set up all the snacks. And, and the woman that I was always with was my friend, Wendy. And Wendy is kind of like, like she cleans, she helps me clean. Right. Yeah, I remember um, her. And she goes, I'll never ask, like, where are you going to go? And I'm like, I'm going to this like company, like a Latino company. And I remember she pulled me aside and she was like, mejor quédate aquí where you're like one of the only and it's like it's so, so yeah, it's problematic little, yeah. advice but she it's it, but it's rooted in something right she goes mm-hmm. stay here where you're the only one and you know you're not gonna get in drama because when there's a lot of us when there's a lot of latinos she's like we get really competitive with each other and we get into a lot of drama bro it's true though and look it was stage advice for me like i was like she's so right wendy knows what's up i don't mean to put her on blast but like um uh, <laughs> wendy um, but like, it's still an interesting thing that like, how is it, it's sad, but like, how is something like that true? Like entre nosotros, we're so dramatic with each other. I think, to be honest, I think that it, uh, a lot of it has to go back to ancestral trauma. The fact that we are the product of like colonization. Um, but one of the things that I really do think is the shows, the shows that we watch, the entertainment that we see. I yeah, I know. Oh, Lord. That certainly added to the paranoia and the beliefs and the absolutely the, the uh, distrust that especially people like my grandma had in other people. She thought I was going to get poisoned. She used to think that people were so jet. Look, there's a lot of things that I realize that, you know, my abuela specifically was right about because I used to roll my eyes at her all the time about, you know, people not having your best interests in mind. I think we've, you know, you and I talk about this all the time, even in our 30s. It's like, it's still a, a common thing that happens, especially in this industry. And we have to watch our backs and we have to be careful who we give our energy to and who we allow in our inner circles. So I did realize that there was a lot of things that my grandma and my mom got right. But at the same time, there were things that were really exaggerated. Like, again, my grandma once thought that a a friend of mine was trying to poison me. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) this is where media and Latino shows come into play. (laughs) I mean, you've never tried poisoning anybody? (laughs) No. My grandma Um, gave me a poison ring where you just like flip it open and you just like... Of course, your grandma gave you a <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I did want to say, too, like, look, I think that what's interesting is that with the shows that we used to watch, Primer Impacto, Al Extremo Vivo, you know. Just the name itself is already, like, El Extremo Vivo. I just think about blood and sirens and, like, caution tape. What was it called? El Rojo, El Extremo. Al Rojo Vivo. It was Al Rojo Vivo. Rojo Vivo, yeah. And there was then, the show de Laura. Laura, Ana Maria Polo. My grandmother will fight you to the death. If you tell her that Ana Maria Polo is not real, she's like, we know people that were actors on the show. Yes, but she's like, no, it's real. And she's like, I'm like, Grandma, how do you think they get footage of these people? And she believes all these things. She's like, (laughs) Yo vi en la tele que she literally was telling me the other day, and this might be a little graphic, but she was like, I saw that um, somebody put a bat in their butt on TV. And she's like, Do you, are you worried that somebody that you might, put a bat in your butt i'm like no i don't worry about a bat that is what your abuela is consuming (laughs) 
She's like, my exactly. poor nieto, someone's going to stick a bat in his booty that's hole. What them, that's what him and his boyfriend do. They put a <laughs> bat in their butt. <laughs> Mira, look. I'm sure someone somewhere is sticking bats up butts, but you know what? Okay, but I feel bad for the bats. I feel bad for the bats, but anyway. <laughs> you um, don't know. Bats, you know, animal bats always rights. have to hit things. No, not, not flying bats. I meant like baseball <laughs> bats. <laughs> wow, that I really... Um... <laughs> talking about a bat. And I was just looking at a cute video on the dodo about bats. And I was like, what is he the Oh, my God. If my grandmother thought that I was putting actual flying bats in my ass, I would feel way too embarrassed to bring that up in conversation. I would be like, no, my grandma never says things like that. (laughs) My grandma just thinks I'm putting, like, fucking, like, giant pieces of wood up my ass. Okay. Splinters. Um, But I will Um, say that, you know, it links back to the paranoia. The thing is, what do these shows talk about? They talk about love, betrayal, fucking ghosts. Fucking chupacabras, fucking aliens, like and of then course. Holy Mary are... appearing on like and a tortilla. And a tortilla, a freaking wall, and a sink. That statue is crying. It cries blood. And it it's like, yeah, blood. it's not even just a freaking like image of Maria. She has to be crying blood. They Why always, always have to blood? add the extraness to it. Uh, every time. So I get it and I understand that, but it is a time, it is a thing where you're like, at what point do you have to take a step back? culturally and do we say like that's not who we are that is something that's in the tv that is something that um happens like every day at from three to four on telemundo it's not really what's happening in my life you know and don't get started on telenovelas i can't imagine the hours upon hours of that type of media that people like my grandma consume my abuelo nah he just watched baseball los maling and that was it. He didn't, he didn't, he would listen to his little Cuban radio station and like listen to music. And that's why he uh, had no stress. My grandma was basically me. She's a Scorpio and she was really on edge all the time. So Is that a Scorpio thing? Because I have a lot of my chart is in Scorpio and I'm always on edge and I don't understand why. And I don't understand why I just can't be like a nice, sweet little gay boy. I'm always like, show me how it gets better. <laughs> Yelling at God. <laughs> you sound like a Chihuahua in heat. Oh my God, I am a Chihuahua in heat always. Um, Um, the other thing too is like yeah it just I will say this that I feel like me being living in the intersectionality or the hyphen if you will right like mm -hmm. there's some of that that has dripped into my own life like I love like when I was like single and I was dating I would love when like a guy would get a little dramatic with me I had this one kind of like boyfriend who every time he would um every time we would get drunk we would always argue and he would be like um because I fucking love you and he would Hit his oh, chest. God. You can't see it. Hold on, I'm gonna because I fucking love you. And I would be like, ah, he fucking loves me. You know, oh, like the, oh my God. the like the grabbing of my wrist, like, no, I love you. Like <laughs> that's kind of hot. I kind of like it. I kind of like a little bit of like that. Like I like a little bit of drama with love, and I like a little bit of drama in the bedroom. Do you find that there's like drama yeah. in your life now? Like, have you seen that? I truly am a sensitive little shit. I cry easily, which again, I'm finding out is due to ADHD. It's called emotional deregulation, which makes sense. I can go, yeah, I'm a Scorpio. I'm I'm Cuban. I, <laughs> I have premenstrual dysphoric disorder, ADHD. So I have 
all these things going for me so where like, am I dramatic? Mira, yo me pongo en candela que my poor husband who's very under the radar introvert who doesn't like to start shit but knows martial arts um, <laughs> hates it when I when I start some shit but I don't like I don't I don't like it when I'm disrespected. I don't like seeing other people get disrespected, so I I really go in for the fight. But in that sense, I can be dramatic. I can get Jerry Springer on people. You know what I will say that I don't really like drama, but I love cheese man. Like I'm I'm not the one I don't spread the cheese man. I'm never the one to be like <gasps> get on the phone I have to tell you something. Like that's not me. Yeah. But I am definitely like, "Oh, I don't care what time of night it is. I don't care who I'm with. If you have some cheese man, call me. <laughs> like I want to know. Yo no me meto. I don't yeah. tell. I won't repeat it. I won't. I'm a good listener. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know how some people they like to be like the chi- the chismosa, the chismoso who's like, let me tell you what happened. Do you know what happened? Like yeah, you know, yeah, very, yeah, yeah. like yeah, I'm yeah. the opposite. I'm You're the just one a receiver. That, like, You're like, give me, bring me. Give the me. Oh uh, yes. And then and it, people, and it feeds your soul. It feeds my soul. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And people are like, oh wow, how did you not like say anything? I'm like, it's not my cheesement to share. But and then they yeah. know that because I don't share someone else's cheesement, that they know that they can share their cheesement. They can with me. share. Yeah. Your description right now reminded me of like Hocus Pocus where like they get all their youth from like sucking up the souls of little children. That's I mean, you look with at the Like exactly. Like it's your natural moisturizer. Um, For me, like, yeah, I mean, I think that's what I grew up around. I mean, my my grandparents spent so much time looking out their window because let me tell you, my abuelo was also involved in the chisme, but more so my abuela. But uh, she, they would always look across to the neighbors and be like, ¿Tú puedes creer que Margarita left her... But it was always like the dumbest shit. It was like, Margarita left her light on. Can you believe the electricity that they're wasting? I eat. Y fulanito se compró un carro del año. But with what money? Because I know that his girlfriend doesn't have a job. And then they have a... Like, it, it's like this, like, web... <laughs> of information. <laughs> Look, I always tell people, I'm like, nowadays, everybody has a ring. They have a camera in front of the house. But when we were growing up, we had vecinas. So, Curly, you've always told me that when you came out to your family, they had a, a certain type of reaction that you weren't expecting. Yeah. I um, When I came out, it was completely by accident. I didn't know that um, Internet Explorer or the, the Internet in general recorded your history. So I didn't know that when I was like going to go look for gay porn that they could trace that. So mm. when they looked and they were like, what are you looking at? And I basically had to come out. Um, but I thought it was going to be like over the top. Like I was screaming. I was being dramatic. I was screaming and crying. And they were just like, <laughs> tell us what happened. I fully expected that I was going to like, I had re- I would write letters to Madonna and I would just be like, I'm going to move to New York and I'm going to look for you. And Madonna's going to adopt me. Um, and that kind of ages me a little bit or dates me. Madonna is everlasting. Madonna is everlasting. Um, and so, um, but also too, I don't know why. My, maybe my parents just always knew that I was gay. I, I, I've never been one of those people who could hide it. Like I just walk into the room and you just know it's a gay dude. Like there's no like, <gasps> are you gay? Like I've never, I have not had to come out since I was like six. Like the last time I came out, anybody was six years old. Um, but like, um, it, it, so yeah, it was like not dramatic at all. And then I'm crying and I go to my bedroom and my mom, hugs me and I'm in her arms and she goes, you know, it's also okay to masturbate. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what that means. She wanted to just throw that one in there. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I want you to know that it's okay that you're gay, but also you can whack it. Yeah. Also, you can masturbate. I don't know if she caught me and was just telling me, like, by the way, I also know that you masturbate. Or if she was like, you know... Maybe you don't have to have sex with men. Maybe you can just masturbate. You know what I mean? Well, like, that could have been her angle. That's, I wasn't yeah. sure what to kind of believe, if you will. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was super chill. I think that I kind of really commend my parents being a little bit younger, um, having a tia and having like younger, like a younger like Latino family who was kind of like learning how to be more liberal, who was learning how to be more like, we don't have to be dramatic. We're not judging anybody. And and so I think that it goes to show that like, we don't always have to be on. We don't always have to be dramatic. We don't always have to be like, I do want to say though, that my abuelita behind my back would be like, she called my tia. She's like, in Spanish, she's like, has oído el niño es gay. And my tia's like, so what? Yeah. grandma that I know. Yeah, Gladys. Oh my God, Gladys is such Gladys? a good I tell him, Gladys is, by the way, if you're listening for the first time, Gladys is like my, I fucking love her. She was so like amazing. But Gladys is a crazy person. Like Gladys would be like, oh, mijo, like, you know, wear my wigs and put play with my makeup and play with Barbies. And then behind my back would be like, he's gay. Like, did you know? Like she was like the chismosa telling the neighborhood oh, that I was Oh my God, Gladys. It's interesting because that is probably the the source of most of my drama when I was younger. There was just always, you know, drama with my uncles and and my tia politicas and, you know, over like the the wackest shit that didn't even matter. I would love to see the day, even though I already feel like I'm old enough and still nothing has happened, but I really want to see the day where we're a little more supportive of each other. I definitely wanted to say that too before I go. I just wanted to say that like, yes, there are new ways. It's a new day. We don't have to be dramatic. We don't have to be toxic to one another. Mm-hmm. Drama is can be fun, but like it should not be how you live your life. And we should not connect it to authenticity within the culture. Mm-hmm. It's not, it doesn't have to be what we are about. Bueno, Curlies, thank you so much for stopping by. <laughs> wow, how time flies. Thank you how so much for having flies. me. Yes. I wanted to say that it is so exciting to see two great women, digital creators, content creators on this podcast. It is so dope. I'm so proud of you both. I scream to see you both together. It's like a collision of two great worlds and two great women. So I'm honored and I'm so happy to be here. Or to have been here. I love you. Joanna, thank you for letting me hang on your show. This is amazing. I love you too. And sending you bendiciones. And then Jordi, this amazing producer over here. (laughs) (laughs) It's been such a fun experience. So thank you for um, letting me be here. Thank you for being here, baby.